So much to talk about in a big week of rugby league where we've had the highlight of what was an amazing state of origin. The week started with coaches being sacked and here we are this weekend and uh, players backing up from origin, delivering in spades and what has been um, some terrific game, uh, terrific games in the NRL. But I'm a little bit worried as I welcome in our next guest because you two had a little bit of a set two last week about origin selections and Freddie Fittler. Well, come on, Zorba. Let rip. Go on. You've been busting all week for this moment. Well, not really. No, you have. You've, you've rung me three times about it. <laughs> well, it's hard to be humble when it comes to you. That's not one of your traits, okay? Being humble. You've been, you've been a load to carry since you first came to me for work experience a long time ago. <laughs> 1984. You've been cocky of late. Uh, but last week's head-to-head duel over... Uh, Brad Fittler and Origin, just, I, I just think it will remind you that you can't beat experience and the wisdom it brings. And so you should be back in your kennel, but I know you won't be. You're always very humble when you have a win, aren't you, Zorb? Well, can we, can we just go back to last week? Okay, I think we've got the clip right here, I believe. That's a big question hovering over Fittler. Going into Wednesday's 2022 Origin opener against Queensland. Now, Fittler's disastrous three-year NRL coaching stint with the Roosters sits shakily on his shoulders. In 58 games, he returned 25 wins and 32 losses for a 43% record and had to be sacked. His stunning non-selection of trusted and loyal Origin performers for the Blues in Jake Trebojevic and Josh Adokar, has seen Fittler's judgment rightly questioned this week. Queensland are raising the loyalty issue and or lack thereof by the New South Wales Blues boss. Fittler is up against a cool, calculated... There you go. Well, come on, back it up. Back it up? Well, Brad Fittler's happy-go-lucky coaching methods, they imploded on Wednesday. Queensland rocked into Sydney and reminded everybody again what State of Origin is all about. It's about passion. The Maroons were brilliantly prepared by a rookie coach in Billy Slater, surprising no one except the Blues and you. The Maroons had a simple plan and executed it to perfection. They hustled and bustled Nathan Cleary, took away his time in attack. The Blues had no plan B, and that's my problem with Fittler. And it should be everybody's problem now. Be interesting to see how he brings what looked like a disorganised side back to the table. Queensland won the all-important spine battle, hands down. Cam Munster, just superb, along with DCE, Caelan Ponga, and the two-pronged number nine duo of Ben Hunt and Harry Grant. Well, how do the Blues come back, Saul? I was the coach. How do we come back, and can the Blues come back? Can... New South Wales still win this series? They can, but I, I, it's going to be hard. Um, beating Queensland in Queensland is a tough job. We've done it before, but the game in Perth, everything's going to be riding on that. Uh, but I, something about Billy Slater, every time you see him, you feel comfortable. Uh, he just didn't make any mistakes. He got around his side after the game. There was no, there's just nothing about him that you can't like. And and I think he like when you look at both their careers, they're amongst the all-time greats 
of the modern era in their positions. Fittler at 5'8", and Slater at the very difficult spot of fullback. But when it comes to coaching, I feel calm with Billy. I don't with Freddie. Mm. And, and, and Zorba, Ryan Phelan here, and, and let me first uh, officially say good morning to you. Um, what's also amazing to see Billy Slater in action is him teaming up with Jonathan Thurston and, and Cameron Smith. And when you see the energy that they seem to draw out of a player like Cameron Munster, it almost feels like they're on the field with him. They just get it right, Queensland, when it comes to culture around State of Origin, don't they? Yeah, they do. But, but what you just said is interesting too, because Thurston... And, and, of course, Cameron Smith on the field, they were the boss in their respective positions, and Billy accepted that. But I reckon we, sh- we, sh- we were shown last week that in his own calm manner, Billy's the boss. He's the boss now. He's taken over from the other two who he played a long time with, didn't take a second fiddle to them, but was always there for them. But he's just got so much about him. I agree. Matty Johns this week floated the idea that Slater will take over from Craig Bellamy as coach of the Storm. I think it makes sense. I think it'll happen. Billy will be able to put a few more paddocks on his thoroughbred stud farm in uh, in Melbourne, and uh, it, it's just a it's just a perfect mix. What else could you do but have Bellamy looking at Billy Slater? perform his duties and coaching him into being a great head coach and a great head player. Now, not all great, great players, and, and, and I think really there's there's only a few. Bob Fulton was one uh, that was an immortal player and a great, great coach. I think Billy Slater can walk that path. Zorba, Cameron Seraldo linked to numerous jobs. Where do you think he will end up? I think he'll end up going to the Tigers. And I think he'll throw a lifeline to his great mate, Trent Barrett, as an assistant coach. Some coaches aren't meant to be head coaches. I think Trent realises now that he's probably not. I don't think another head coach job will come his way. But West Tigers and Seraldo, I reckon he'd jump at it if given the chance. And I'm hearing from the right people that uh, the most sought-after young coach in, in rugby league, Seraldo, um, he's meticulous in his planning and the Tigers will have to clear the decks for him if he does come in. And I think one of the people he'll take with him is Trent Barrett. So, but let's focus on the weekend's action. It's been quite extraordinary to see some of these players back up from what was a fast and brutal state of origin. Last night, the Brisbane Broncos, how courageous were they with really no bench in the second half to hold off the Canberra Raiders? One of the greatest victories in the Broncos' history. I mean, they're known for their brilliance um, and they were known for a long, long time under Wayne Bennett uh, for their culture. And I think their culture under Kevin Walters, and I doubted Walters early on in his career, but I, I don't now. I think what he's done with this side, seven in a row, and last night, I, um, I, just, I just marvelled at their courage. I mean, they pulled off one of the most courageous victories in the club's history in beating a really tough Canberra side. Ricky Stewart had them primed to go. They set set their targets in defence. They hit hard. Um, 24-18 win last night by the Broncos was unbelievable. Three origin players, Cobbo, Staggs and Kurt Cakewell out before the start of the game. 
They lost their stars. Payne Hass to the shoulder, Adam Reynolds with ribs, and Herbie Farnworth with a bicep injury. But somehow they managed to um, bring off the club's seventh successive win. It was a remarkable win for Kevin Walters' side. No wonder he was smiling on all fronts at the end of the game. Um, who would believe they would sit in fourth spot after 14 rounds? He would have slept well last night after he went to bed. A proud man last night. And really, the form of his son, Billy, would have played a big part in that. His leadership and direction, once Reynolds left the field, was just stunning. Um, he can play anywhere, this kid. Mm. Halfback, 5'8", number 9, number 13. And he's a terrific competitor. A lot better footballer than a lot of people gave him uh, courage for, um, gave him credit for. He's, he served a long apprenticeship down in Melbourne and with the West Tigers, uh, but he's he's a real NRL player now. Um, was interesting. Praise to Kevin Walters and his side uh, from Ricky Stewart uh, after the game, building the culture. He said, and um, and doing it well. So there was a lot to like about what the Broncos did last night, but they're going to be in trouble next week when they play the Storm with those injuries. Do the Broncos? believe Zorba internally, and I'll ask you externally, can they win this premiership? Do we start now to say that they are in a category that can push for a title? I mean, six weeks ago, you would have been laughed at for suggesting that, but after seven in a row, are they now entitled to be in the discussion about who will be the 2020 premiers? Any side that can win seven in a row in this comp is is a good side, better than a good side. But they won't beat the Penrith Panthers and and they won't beat Melbourne Storm when push comes to shove. They're not they're not at that stage yet, but from where they're coming from, they've done really well. And if they can stay in the top four, that'll be a job well done for Kevin Walters and a uh, a lofty standard that that they wouldn't have really believed in at the start of this season. But you know, they're young forwards. So I thought Carrigan backed up beautifully mm. from Origin, tough competitor. They've got some great forwards there. Um, and that injury to Farnworth, I'll be interested to see how that that comes through after scans today. And also Adam Reynolds looked tired and broken in that game last night. He's hoping to play next week, but rib injuries can hang around for a while. They may just have a little bit of a dipsy-doozy now. Now, Zorba, you always tend to either irritate or annoy people. Stew texts in. <laughs> Zorba ripped Kevin Walters apart last year, yeah, said he should never coach first grade again, and was an old boy's appointment. <laughs> Listen to him now. What a turncoat. Stu, spot on. Well, Stu's a name that really should be, you know, associated with food, particularly in winter. And I suggest he hops into a hot pot, mate. You've got to admit, when you say something and you're wrong, Unlike you, Bulldog, I'm happy. When do you concede you're wrong? You've done that for 50 years. Kevin Waters. (laughs) Only because someone pointed it out. No, I already have done that. Uh, Hey, Zorba, I'll give you... did that before Stu wasted his time calling in. Good on you, Stu. You've nailed it. Zorba, I'll save you and give you something good to talk about. With the the Rabbitohs beating the Titans, um, Alex Johnson, another hat-trick for him, 150 tries in the NRL. That means he overtakes Greg Inglis as just the 15th player in the competition's history to reach that milestone. Uh, Quite an achievement. Unbelievable achievement, particularly for a player that only the fans saved. 
a couple of seasons ago. They were going to get rid of him. And there were clubs lining up to, join, to grab Alex Johnson. He didn't want to go anywhere. He's a rabbitos for life. And what a player he is. And just a, um, a, a very humble, exciting player on um, on the left wing for uh, uh, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They had some great wingers over the years. And, um, and, and he's right up there with them. And 150 tries... That's a testament to his ability and his speed. And also the work done inside uh, for many years by Adam Reynolds and, and, and others uh, to get the ball out to him in try-scoring positions. And um, Cody Walker simply playing a part in that as well now. As much as you get it wrong so often <laughs> in general conversation, you do nail it sometimes, King, when it comes to your zappers. What have you got for us? Well, I've got four and they'll all win. <laughs> um, although the first game, West Tigers and Manly um, out at Campbelltown today, it's a danger game uh, for uh, uh, for Des Hasler's side. No DCE. Uh, no DCE, but I think we saw enough of Josh Schuster at 5-8 in the last game they played when they beat, albeit only the New Zealand Warriors. But Schuster's a star. Um, I think he should be playing 5-8 anyway. I can't understand why Des Hasler continues to pick players that are leaving the club next year. Marty Tapao, Dylan Walker, Kieran Foran, Andrew Davey. Yep, it's important to get good wins now, but he's got to look to the future. And and I think this kid's the future. Um, everybody agrees with that at Manly. Des uh, reluctant to uh, uh, to move Foran out of that 5-8 spot and give the kid a go. But um, he's going to get a chance today. And um, and Foran will be playing inside him, and they did well um, in the last time, the last game they played there. Can't understand why Taniel Paseca is not in the um, is not in the side today. I thought he came back well from injury. He's another that's the, the future for Manly, and I I would think that Marty Tapao or Andrew Davey would have been um, would have been uh, out of the side and Paseca in, but not the case. I think that um, that's a worry for Manly going forward. But I think Manly will win that game today. I think the Panthers will beat the Knights. The Sharks will beat the Warriors and Parramatta. Welcoming back Mako Siva. Hasn't played since um, late last year or middle of last year. He's back on the wing, cult hero. He'll just add some power to the side and more headaches for uh, for the Bulldogs. Zayo um, rested from the Knights game um, by the Panthers. And we'll see Brett Kamali and Stacey Jones making their um, coaching debuts in the NRL today. Good stuff. Zorba, always great to chat on the Big Sports Breakfast weekend. Enjoy the uh, weekend of rugby league still to come. Good to talk to you again, Ryan. Peter Peters. Ghost juice.